Hi guys, welcome to yet another episode of Put Me On, a Zimsphere podcast. Our spotlight on Zimbabwean creatives and their opportunity to give you guys some game. Today I am with Chef Kola and the legendary Chef Kola. <laughs> and today we're going to be talking about food, so you know. Get hungry already. <laughs> Hi, Chef Kola. Hello. How are you guys? Uh, we're very much all right. Thank you for having me on the podcast. Thank you for being here, man. So we understand you are a celebrated chef. Mm-hmm. We already know you, mm-hmm. but the people out there might be asking, who is Chef Kola? How's this person? And also just, you know, a little bit of an info as to who is Chef Kola. All right. I am an award-winning African vegan chef, and I'm Zimbabwean, probably Zimbabwean. Grew up in New York City for a couple of years from the age of three, and then moved back to Zimbabwe around the age of 12 with my family. Finished the rest of my education in Zimbabwe from up until 21, and then I... Moved to Cape Town, and that's when I went to Cape Town to study hospitality management and culinary arts, and that's how the whole Chef Cola thing came to come to life. Came to life? Yeah. So when you were in Cape Town is when you actually started trying to, you know, get into um, culinary arts, mm-hmm. you know, make your own brand, mm-hmm. which is, you know, exclusively and uh, vegan. Mm-hmm. How has that experience been for you? Um, from a personal point of view, just being vegan. Actually, I'm not vegan, eh? You are not vegan, not. but you're a vegan chef. I'm wow, a vegan chef. Wow, man. <laughs> that's, wow. Wow, wow. Yeah, that's... Um, all right, so when I went to college in Cape Town, mm-hmm. I studied hospitality management, not culinary arts. All right. But then one of the... Um, one of the things that you had to do to, to graduate hospitality yeah. was um, go and do like a six-month six practical at All any right. department in the, in the hotel. All right. So during my whole three-year stunt studying hospitality, I had spent like 10 weeks in the kitchen. And I oh. fell in love with the kitchen. And then when we had to graduate and find a job six months, I was just like, mm, the kitchen is in a, a department in, in the hotel. <laughs> so I'm going to go do that. So we had to apply for our own job. And um, I found a job um, at this place. It was like a vegan um, plant-based restaurant. At that time, it was a cafe, actually. All right. And then I worked my way up from washing dishes up until becoming the head chef of that restaurant because it started off as a cafe. And And then then by the time I became the head chef, I was the the fucking head chef. (laughs) And I was there for like five years and um, came back to Zim. And Mm -hmm. I realized, Kuti... um, there's no veganism or no vegan culture in Zimbabwe, in Zimbabwe yeah. and I'm going to be one of the pioneers and lead and edit. So um, I started African Vegan on the budget. Wow, 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 wow. So, you know, do you feel as if, you know, it's possible for someone to be from a low income, you know, household and go on a strictly vegan budget and it, would it be healthy for them? 
Definitely. That's why I named the brand African Vegan on a Budget. I work a lot in rural communities. And in rural communities, there's no electricity, there's no water. Yeah. And people, even if they have um, animals like Guku yeah. or Mombe or whatever, yeah. we're not killing them every single day. So they're actually on plant-based diets. So my job is to teach people how to go on a plant-based diet, but with more nutritional value. And especially teaching people of color how to use our own indigenous ingredients to yeah. continue to do that. Oh, all right, right. Now, now I'm, 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 you know, I'm understanding it, and I'm kind of convinced. You know, I might just become a vegan, but you know, I want to understand what, what drove you from, uh, you know, you grew up in the U.S., came back to Africa, and you know, you, you, you spent, you know, five years plus in Cape Town, but then you decided to just come back home and actually, uh, you know, contribute to change or to you know the, the starting of a completely you know different industry what what motivated you is it the love for zimbabwe is it why okay so you're asking why did i decide to um come from from south africa and yeah and set your, yeah exactly okay, set your roots um, i'm i'm highly like i love my country zimbabwe like I can be anywhere in the world, even my job right now. Yeah. I work for um, an international company, and due to COVID, the world changed, yeah. and I managed to keep my job to be, I don't have to be in an office. Oh, so right. I can be sitting anywhere in the world and doing my job, but then I chose to be in Zim. And why? I don't know. There's, just, there's no city, there's no place in the world. Our climate, our people, our yeah. work ethic, there's nothing like Zimbabwe. And I believe that Tessa Tugatiza, then what are, what's going to happen? And not everyone has to be like on a political stand to stay here. Some of yeah. us are just artists. Yeah, you're so, here for the art. Yeah, you're just here for the art. Yeah, and you know I've seen you. You know you besides you being a chef, you have taken an interest in creativity. You know, is that an extension of you know your, your career, or it's you know part of your your passion as a person? Yeah, I've always loved um, creativity, more like fashion. Yeah. I come from a generation where my grandma was a sewer, and then my mom became a tailor slash sewer who got trained in New York. Oh. My sister is a fashion designer right now. Really? So it's like a whole train of fashion. So I, I come from a line of fashion, and when I tried to get into like the family business, they were like, it's not for you. They're very honest. <laughs> so well, they're I like, said, no, ah, this, no, this is not like, for you. It's not for you. Right. So I tried something else and it's been working and I'm still like in the creative space. Like my sister is yeah. a fashion designer. Yeah. I'm a chef. All and right. my twin brother is a graphic designer. Oh, you have a twin brother? Yeah. Wow. Really? Yeah. We're yeah. learning so much about you today, bro. Yeah. Oh, all right. You have a twin brother. You have a sister, all those people, you know, they're in, they're already in fashion, they're already creatives, you know, in their own, you know, regard. But you have also decided to um, get into um, events, creative events. Mm. You host uh, something called the Food X Art, mm. I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly. Yes, 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 yes. You know, what was the motivation for that and how has the experience been? The experience has been good. Um, when I started African Vegan on a Budget, I used to have this concept called Dinner with Chef Cola. Yeah. And the tickets are are pretty pricey. Yeah. They go for like $60 for like a six-course meal. So um, I decided that I needed something that relates to everyone. And I decided to come up with a new creative concept called Food X Art. Yeah. And the whole aim is that 
we're still doing dinners with Chef Cola, but then food X arts is something that everyone can have access to. So we present a six-course vegan meal, and the first course, you eat your first course, let's say it's like a butternut soup, yeah. you eat your first course, and then you're presented with something artistic. So it can be like a blank canvas, or a poetry, poetry uh, making, or, or tie-dye. So you eat your first course, and then you start working. you paint, and you start creating that thing until you get to your sixth course, and then the whole aim is that you must create what the food makes you feel. So wow. food, exercise, the thank an you, impressive concept. The activations that happen monthly, and then once a year, um, potentially next year in twenty twenty four. All right, we're gonna aim on doing festivals. Wow, yeah, really? you want to, that's, that's just how big the vision is. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I have noticed, you know, you know, creative events springing up, but this one really, this is the concept of combining food and art in such a perfect way. Thank you. I really like it. But I personally, I feel, you know, there's been, you know, a, an element of gatekeeping in creative spaces. You know, people don't really want to, you know, open up creative spaces for, you know, the ordinary Zimbabwean. And, you know, when I say the ordinary Zimbabwean, you've been all over the world, you've been all around Zimbabwe. When I say ordinary Zimbabwean, you, you know, you, you come up with an idea of who the ordinary Zimbabwean is, you know? And, you know, why do you think that is going on? Like, is there still a fear of, you know, like, because creatives, Zimbabwean creatives have become very expressive over the past five years or so. Do you feel like it's a fear of, you know, letting other people in who might not understand what we are trying to do? Damn, that's a good question. It's a heavy question. <laughs> but then I think the most generic answer to that is kind yeah. of gatekeeping. You know, you took a Muslim That's the most political yeah. way that we can put yeah, it. Like, the question is why? Like, no, why, like, why would you want to gatekeep something so brilliant? All oh, these brilliant ideas that can actually change. Um, one, uh, fear, I, I, you know how there's fear of success yeah. and fear of failure? Yeah. I, I just also think that people have a fear of other people making it. Like, they don't, they, like, when they see someone else making it, they get mm. scared for themselves because yeah. they now look at themselves like a reflection, like, how come I'm not doing it? And then yeah. they start to, like, block. Why didn't I like, do it first? Yeah, and then that's when we have that gatekeeping. Wow. So that's, like, that's my answer to that. And it's so unfortunate, but then... The only way that, it's, this sounds like such a beauty pageant question, like how do we solve <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> world hunger? Um, the no only way, that, there's man. no answer, but then the only way you can answer that question is to like look within yourself, honestly. Yeah. It sounds so dorky and whatever, but then what are you doing to not... To actually yeah. change yeah. You know, the narrative. Yeah. Yeah, and I've seen you are doing something to try and change the narrative around, um, you know, putting people onto your idea. You have this show on NRTV, it's mm. called um, So Now I'm a Vegan, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, me, I want to have a TV show at some point also. So, first question is, how did you get on that, bro? Ah, uh, man. <laughs> first of all, shout out to NRTV. Yeah. And then shout out to the King Kong, Sokostina. Oh. Uh, she's the one who saw something in me and just was just like, listen, why don't you have a show? on any TV platform because I've been on TV interviews doing cooking shows and whatever mm. but then I had it wasn't my own show oh. and then we did our first season last year um, mm. so now I'm a vegan mm. and now we're actually filming season two and surprisingly we're actually the only um, vegan 100% vegan show in Africa wow and it's really? on DSTV so we're doing well and we're on season two so wow. how that happened is honestly King Kong so Cena so that's what's up
Oh wow! <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe I gotta gotta I gotta invite so Christina to the, to this thing mm-hmm. also, eh? Yeah. <laughs> um, such an enlightening conversation I've just had, and I know out there, someone is listening, someone who you know can be inspired by your story, you know, just how far you've come and what you've managed to do at such a young age. Hey, young, hey. <laughs> <laughs> it is a young age. It's only those old age when you you can even stand up. Okay. <laughs> but um, you know. Any words out there, you know, to, 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 to someone who's trying to who's, who's trying to become the next chef caller? Stop. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Um, any words? What I can say is that, listen, things are going to get really, really hard. And if I'm, no matter what age I'm speaking to, I can even be speaking to someone who's like 20 years older than me. Mm. If you want to be a chef, you want to be a chef. yeah. Things are going to become really hard, but then one thing is that refer back to your source. So I can only speak for myself. Mm-hmm. My source is God. So I refer to a lot of parables and verses in the Bible. Mm-hmm. If it's written down, if you write it down, it will come into fruition. And I took that to heart and I manifested that. But at the same time, you can just write something on a piece of paper and like, I want to be the best chef ever in the world, but then it's not going to come into, into creation until don't you don't push. So even if you have zero followers or like a hundred followers, post your contents because I started off with zero followers and then now I'm... 7,000. I'm trying to reach 10,000. When I reach 10,000, this will sound so petty to some people, but when I reach 10,000, I'm yeah. going to throw a party. Uh, I am throwing the party. I'm going to come with a party. The, party, the like, 10K party. The 10K party. Yeah. Like, and those are the little things that only you can um, understand. understand. So You know how far you've come. You know? Exactly. All exactly. Right, right, so right, right. keep on pushing and write those goals down, but also get out of bed, post that content, talk to people, find out new ways how you can be creative. And you'll be okay. Oh, thank you so much for the chef caller. And you know, I, I would really love to, to, to just you know taste one of your vegan dishes now. I'm, I'm not kind of interested, yes, you know, yes, in this yes. concept. Yes. And thank you for being on, put me on, as in your podcast. Thank you. Bye. Yeah, man. it's perfect. <laughs>